Welcome to In Our Mom's Basement Video Game Podcast, where we talk about everything video games with your host, Dan Giofue and Rage Quit Pat. What's up, guys? Welcome to In Our Mom's Basement. I'm Rage Quit Pat. I am joined by Mr. Dan the Pizza Man. How are you, Dan? Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing slow, you know, a long day. Now it's time to podcast. How are you doing? Yes, it is. Um, we are back. We are back after a couple weeks of hiatus because this man here, uh, Dan, was on vacation. So quick, Dan, rundown. How was your vacation in Italy? Uh, so, super quick breakdown. It was a lot of walking, pasta, pizza, and wine. Easy as I can put it. All right. So Dan, the pizza man, indulged in some pizza down there. As per usual. So before we get on the main topic, of course, really quick, uh, we're nearing the end of the month of June. So let's kind of just take a look at some highlights of the games that are coming out for July. Not really much. Uh, there's two titles that are, are pretty much on the radar for as far as me and Dan go. But here's some uh, some quick bits here. We have Stranger Things 3, the game. I kind of want to throw it on there that we since we both watched the show, they're making a video game out of it. Um, it looks more of a... Um, over-the-top type view game, like kind of like indie-ish. Uh, sea of Solitude as well. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, I have to throw a Japanese game in there. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Nintendo Switch is also coming out next month. And Wolfenstein Youngblood. So that's pretty much the highlights of the games coming out next month. Nothing too crazy, but... Definitely buying two of those. Of June. It's a small month. Um, usually the yeah. summertime... Is very small. Nothing, well, nothing. I'll be getting crazy. a Marvel Lions for Switch for sure. And definitely Wolfenstein Youngblood for Xbox. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is definitely um, definitely picking up. Uh, big news for Switch having that exclusive to the console. And yeah, I know the Wolfenstein. You're a big Wolfenstein guy, so um, no surprise you're picking that game up. Oh, love Wolfenstein. Um, and of course, Pat, to tell everyone where they can uh, find our podcast. So you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and um, Spotify. So at and also you could check us out live on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash In Our Mom's Basement. Same thing as well for iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. In Our Mom's Basement. Also follow us on Twitter, um, EOMB5, and on Instagram as well. In Our Mom's Basement as well, and Facebook. In so our many mom's places. Basement. Plenty, of, yeah, plenty of social media to follow us. Um, our podcasts are usually bi-weekly unless something comes up. Um, so uh, we have the next podcast episode announcement coming next week. But today, um, it's a focus today. Today, Dan and I are running the show, and um, both of us have worked for this company. Um, I worked there a little bit longer than Dan, but we do have some funny experiences. You know, so I'm going to come out and say it. We worked for GameStop. I worked there for four years. Uh, the farthest I have gotten, and if you are have worked for GameStop before, I got as far as a senior game advisor. Uh, Dan, how far did you? How long did you work there, and how far did you go? Uh, I worked there for six months before I I tried to hang myself and uh, a GA. All right, we're gonna come out and say it right away. Working for GameStop sucks. Of course, you see all these videos on YouTube and everything, in you know how bad it is and all this other stuff yes it sucks it's the worst it's probably one of the worst companies i've ever worked for in my entire work career but we're here to talk about funny stories we're here to talk about some good times 
Um, we are going to have some negative stuff, of course. But, we're, again, we're going to come out and say most of the videos just pretty much bash the company and just bash this, bash that, blah, 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 blah. We're here to tell some funny sides of working for GameStop and some good times because there are some good times. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to start off here. Dan, I pretty much met you for, at, working at GameStop. We did not meet outside of GameStop. I met you through a mutual friend. I'm not going to name drop anybody besides you. But we met through a mutual friend, and you were also a um, quote unquote usual at GameStop as hey, well. I always thought you were a douche when I first when I first saw you. Well, I'm not gonna lie either. Back. I kind of got that vibe too. Back in the day, <laughs> Dan was uh, you know he really wanted to be on the Jersey Shore, um, and when we met through our mutual friend, I think that was kind of like the first comments I asked. I'm like, does this guy watch a lot of Jersey Shore? Like, what's going on with this kid? Yeah, I the spiky hair. Uh... Cheese, cheese time, clubbing, drinking, fist pumping. Yeah, that used to be my life back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it, and then yeah, we all, and pretty much a lot of the friends I have now, most of the current friends that I hang out with and I'm um, still in contact with, I also met through GameStop. So a big positive that came over my GameStop career is a lot of my close friends and my podcast buddy, um, we all, you know, we all met through GameStop. So that was definitely a plus side of working for the company. I met I met a lot of great people. I had some good bosses as well. The two managers I had uh, in the store I was located at were very good. They both were different on how they like to proceed things, but they were both very good. One of them I'm still in contact with and still friends with the other. Um, we talk here and there in a blue moon, but um, he no longer uh, lives around me, but uh, we still keep in contact. So, again, a, a good a good side is I met a lot of great people that I'm still friends with, and even the customers. Some of the customers, the usuals, I was I got uh, to be cool with and um, hung out with as well. Yeah, got some. Yeah, I also met a lot of cool people. Uh, I had a, one of one of my managers. I had two managers. One of my managers, probably one of the best managers I think I've ever had. Uh, period at out of any job I worked for. It was such a chill manager. And, uh, you know, I got to meet a lot of cool customers. Uh, when I started working there, you know, I was already working there with uh, quite a few people I already knew from town. So it was, uh, it made, it made things a lot easier and a lot more uh, relaxed environment. It was, it was pretty fun. It was definitely a lot of good times, but a lot of shitty times too. So. Yeah. And, uh, let's, let's just kind of take a look here. Um, I'm going to kind of dive in, um, at, of course, the midnight launches, you know, um, <laughs> let's just say we had a, a good share of uh, midnight launches. And I know, Dan, you were always big in the midnight launches. And uh, we like time. to call you the, the hookah man. You always brought you were always the most popular guy at most of the midnight launches because of the hookah. So when did you I don't even remember when did you start bringing the hookah? And I remember you also would cut a couple people in line because you had the hookah. Was that always like a master plan of yours or? Like I used to do whatever I could to skip the line. Uh, that's how that, that was the uh, the main objective of that. Uh, but I don't exactly remember. I think it was just one day that I go to so many midnights. Like even if I wasn't buying a game, I would just I would just go to midnights anyway, just because I knew so many people. And one day, uh, I know there's a couple of friends that we usually already go to the hookah bar, and it was like I don't want to name drop, uh, but he was like, hey, you know, maybe you should bring to the hookah to the midnight. I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, and then I had to make sure that it was it was legal, and of course it was. Uh, so I brought him, I brought my hookah at one time, and then I know uh, the manager at that time. 
uh, you know who he is. Uh, he was like, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna be bringing hookahs, I want, next time I want you to bring a a grape uh, grape hookah, grape juice. I want you to give me the works of the hookah, and then uh, I brought it the next time, gave it, and I just kept on bringing the hookahs every every launch, basically. Yeah, if anyone has any questions about midnight launches, I'll, I'll kind of just break it down real quick right there. They sucked. Um, I never pretty much had any fun working a midnight launch um, at all. You don't get any overtime, so that was always a downside. Um, some of my shifts uh, were, let's say, when I was a GA, uh, just midnight launches at times. Um, but midnight launches were never fun. I never the probably the only time I ever had fun in a midnight launch was a. Uh, we used to do Black Friday launches at midnight only because the first hour and a half was busy, and then the rest of the shift was cake. We would just go to Dunkin' Donuts, get coffee, some donuts. Me and my coworkers would throw the football around the store um, and watch movies, and that was probably the only good midnight shift. Every other midnight shift, I remember I worked the um, – I, I couldn't believe we did this midnight launch, the Hitman Absolution Midnight launch. This was when my store was doing midnight launches for anything. Uh, it was just two of us working. And, Dan, um, take a guess how many people showed up to Hitman Absolution. It was a game you actually tried on our YouTube. Um, how many like people five showed people. up for that? How many people showed up for that midnight? I want to say about five people. You were absolutely correct. It was probably a right around four or five. So I started the shift around 2 o'clock, worked until that shift, that midnight shift was over, complete waste of time, no overtime, no nothing. So there, there's, a, there's a negative side of working for GameStop. The midnight shifts suck. I mean, I, there's barely any of them anymore, but they sucked. They weren't the best at all. I, I actually um, never even worked at midnight. Uh, the, the quite a few months I worked at GameStop, I've never done a midnight uh, even though I wanted to, but the, uh, this manager at that time was a bitch. So yeah, the, like um, much, the funniest one of the funniest ones. I mean, the Call of Duty ones were okay. Um, there was such there were so many people there. You really and then we had like the RV there, and people were playing Call of Duty in the RV. I mean, the Call of Duty ones were fine. It's just that we got out of there late. There was always like at least two fifty to three hundred people for the Call of Duty launches. The funniest midnight launch I probably did was Madden. And Madden's are usually the worst because there's a lot of teenagers there, a lot of idiots. Um, but the funniest one, I think this kid was like really young. Let's just say he was really young. And all of a sudden we hear somebody puking in the front. He's We hear projectile vomiting. And we go outside. We're like, what the hell's the matter? And this kid I think has got to be maybe in like middle school. Goes, oh, he swallowed dip. <laughs> and we're like, we're looking around. We're like, who the hell? Uh, gave, the, gave the kid dip and there was puke all on the front and of course no I'm not cleaning it no one's cleaning it but that was probably one of the funniest or another one was actually I didn't work it but we did an Elder Scrolls Skyrim midnight launch and me and my other co-workers decided that we weren't working it so let's go across the street and get drunk at City Lounge we got completely annihilated at City Lounge we come back there's this kid who's dressed up in, like, the Elder Scrolls gear. Um, he actually made our logo as well, so shout out to him. Um, and I guess they were making too much noise. So the cop comes in the store and go, and looks at him, and he goes, I forgot what the hell he said. He's like, 
hey, Dungeons and Dragons, shut the hell up. You're making too much noise. So, <laughs> that was probably the two times uh, I have like a funny midnight launch that we had at GameStop. I haven't had any funny times. <laughs> I mean, I had some fun times. Oh my! Well, as a GA, um, how what were your hours like? Because I know a lot of um, a lot of people like to talk about their GA hours. So, what was like a normal day for your for your hours at GameStop? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, as far <laughs> as I remember, I did a lot of opening. Actually, when I first started, it was pretty much closing every day, and then as time progressed, I finally was able to make it to a uh, an opening shift. Because everyone wanted the opening shifts, but no, I got stuck closing, mopping, sweeping, fucking doing a wall. I hate the goddamn wall. The wall. <laughs> the dreaded walls. Yeah, uh, so I pretty much closed for like half of the time I was there, and it absolutely sucked because they wouldn't give me any opening shifts. Yeah, the GAs um had it rough, man. I was a GA, I believe, for about a year and a half before I got promoted to, uh, as they call it, SGA. Um, I remember one week I had a shift where it was just seven to nine o'clock, two days, four hours total, seven to nine. Basically, my job was to go in and do the walls. I didn't I did not do the register that day. I would go in. There was like a big stack of trade ins, how to do the walls. GA GA life was rough. GA life was not easy. I mean, it's good if you're a college student just uh, looking to get a couple hours and you know, some decent part-time money, but um, I believe at the time now they're making a little bit more. I started at seven fifty. How much did you start at? Uh, I think it was around eight eight dollars ish area. Yeah, mine was a uh, seven fifty ish, and I started out of high school. So at the time, you know, a seventeen eight year old eighteen year old making seven fifty an hour is good, and you know, the my hundred dollar paychecks are um, you know cool and whatever. What's up, Chuck? Um, and also the discount. The discount was good too. You look back and um, they had the discount. Um, and then when I got promoted to SGA, this is where the funny stories come in. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about this one manager. I'm not gonna say the store's location, but this one manager I had. Now, when I got promoted to SGA, we had um, we had different stores around the area that I could work at to get more hours. So I was at least getting like 35 hours a week normally. So this one store I went to, uh, my good buddy did work there. Um, he moved on and then they added in somebody else. So I was still there helping. So I go in there one day to help out the store, you know, do trades and all this other stuff and help him reset up how he wants it to look. Cause every manager had a different style of how they like the back rooms to look and whatnot. So, he knew I was a big baseball fan. We started talking about baseball, and, you know, he's asking me what team I like. I tell him, like, I'm a big Yankee fan and everything like that. So this guy, um, I, there's going to be multiple stories here. And, Dan, I, you know, always chime in if you have any questions about this guy or chat. you have any questions about this guy, I don't know if this guy wanted to be a comedian or I don't know if this guy really believed in his own bullshit. Um, but he asked, he, he said, you know, I told him I was a Yankee fan. So he decides to tell me. Well, listen, Pat, you know, um, actually, if I was a big-time baseball player, if I didn't blow out my knee, the Yankees were actually going to pick me over Derek Jeter. <laughs> now, I know it, you don't have to watch baseball, 
you know, most people who don't watch baseball know exactly who Derek Jeter is. And I, I stood there and I looked at him and I said, are you like, do you think I'm an idiot? Like what, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, yeah, man. Like the Yankee scouts were watching me at the park and like, they were telling me like, yeah, you know, we were, we're going to pick you. We're going to pick you over Jeter. And he was like, if I didn't, I blew out my knee and, you know, I could have been on the Yankees over Jeter. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, do you really think I'm that stupid? And again, there's this isn't it. There's more. Um, there's more stories this guy has. So another one was, um, Dan, do you remember the game uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior? Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> This this kid, I think a little kid, I don't remember if it was a kid or not. A kid or somebody came in to buy Sniper Ghost Warrior. Puts the game down. The manager goes to ring him up. He points at the game. He's like, oh, man, you know, this is really interesting that you're buying this game. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, why? He's like, "I'm um, I'm actually a certified sniper. And, and like, again, I'm standing behind him. I'm like, what? And then the customer's like asking him, like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm a certified sniper and I'm trained and all this other stuff. We're like, dude, what uh-huh. the hell are you talking, uh-huh. what are you talking about? Dude? And like me and like all my co- other coworker in there were looking at each other like, yo, what is wrong with this guy? What the hell is this fucking guy talking about? Um, as more goes on, there's a lot. There's a couple. I'm, 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 just, I'm trying to get to the funny stuff because this guy. This guy fucking blew our mind with his horrible stories. Another so one far, more. he's a uh, so far he's a baseball player and a sniper. Okay, he's a he's a baseball player. <laughs> he's a baseball player, certified sniper. Uh, next one is uh, so, uh, so somebody came in, and I don't remember what they were talking about. I I don't remember what they were talking about. But another good one was he was telling a customer that he had to register his hands as deadly weapons, right? <laughs> and when he was younger, he killed somebody with his hands and his father had to send them somewhere to, I forget where it was, had to go live with the monks to calm him down. So he said when he was a little kid, he lived with the monks for a little while. Basically, he's telling the story of Iron Fist. If you're trying to, get <laughs> my, if you're trying to guess my drift, he went and became the, the Iron Fist. So he's telling the customer, yeah, I live with the monks. My father took me back. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he had to register, register his hands as deadly weapons. That's basically what he was telling us. Okay, so he's a baseball elite sniper, Iron Fist. Got it. Iron Fist, yep. <laughs> um, and wait, there's more, Dan, to add to the list. Now, another one. Um he also has a master's degree in marine biology. Yes, so he told the customer um, that he has his master's degree. And then I shit you not, my other coworker did turn around and go to him. Then what the f- – I could say the F word, right? I don't remember. Yeah, you can say it. Uh, what the fuck are you doing being a store manager at GameStop if you have your master's degree in marine biology? <laughs> like, what, exa- what are you doing? Oh my! This guy is the all-around package. Hello, ladies. Yeah, this guy. This guy had it all, man. He also, you know, those flighter jet planes as well. Yeah. Um, yep, he has told us that his uncle took him up in one of those. Um, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, my uncle flies those, and he took me up in those fighter jets." You oh, know? Okay, I thought, I thought you were gonna say he owns one. It's in his backyard. No, no, his uncle. But here's one that'll kind of leave you with your head scratching. 
Um, he told us a cop pulled him over one time. And now, you know, if you, if you know, like cop, you don't have to be a cop to know that if you do a certain thing, you know, a cop is going to draw. So, um, the cop pulls him over and apparently the cop saw that he had a gun on him, the manager. So the manager said he got out the car and he pulled his gun out on the cop and the cop pulled the gun out on him. So basically they had a standoff. That was the story. Him and the cop had a standoff. He told the cop, you put your gun down. The cop's like, no, you put your gun down. And apparently they were going back and forth and having a grand old standoff. Now, again, if you're, you don't have to be a cop to know that if you pull a gun out on a cop, the chances of you getting shot are a hundred percent. Yeah. Before he even got halfway what his weapon drawn, he would have been shot. Yes, exactly. But he's sitting here telling us, and my dad's a cop and he's sitting there telling us, Oh yeah, I had a standoff with a cop and, you know, and then apparently he drove away, no problem at all. The cop let him <laughs> we go. met up for beers. Yeah, the cop had a couple rounds of beers with him, and oh my! This was probably one of my favorite highlights, though, at working for GameStop was this manager. He was entertainment. He was a comedian. He was, you know, this was the the comedy show of GameStop. Working with him, um, there was one time, another time, he had a girl with her kid in the store. He was like hooking up with the girl, and they were in the store for like three hours. This girl's in heels. The kid's playing on the freaking the um the electronics for three hours, and we go we go to him. We're like, "Yo, who is that?" He's like, "Yo, that's my breakfast." Oh, we're like, all right, pal. That's exactly how he stays. Like, that ain't my girl. That's my breakfast. I'm like, we're like, dude. And then the baby daddy found out, and that no longer was his breakfast. I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that store that I covered and helped out at, there was a lot. A lot of stuff happened at that store. And I'll tell you another one. Shifting from the manager. That's most of the, the good stuff with the manager. There's another one. This uh, other coworker I had that worked there told us that her boyfriend touched her fucking... Um, his little brothers and sister. What? And we're like, what? She's like, yeah, uh, my boyfriend like uh, touches his uh, his little brother. We're like, wait a minute. We're like, so you're telling me you're dating a fucking uh, child? Mal- like, what are you talking about? Pedophile. And like, we're like, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with this girl? Oh my goodness. I- there were so many characters in that store I worked at. I mean, but it was a highlight. It was a comedy show. I wish you worked. I wish you worked at that store because it was a comedy show. It really was a comedy show. Here's a nice story since we have the culprit in the chat. So when I used to go, when I was like, I was like 19 and 20, I think at the time, I used to go to fraternity parties before, like after work. So I would get Jack. And I would get Coke and I would mix it already in the Coke. So I didn't want it. I didn't want it to get warm in the car because obviously it was in, it was like somewhat hot out. If it was winter time, I always left it in the car because it was cold. But if it was like spring and stuff, I didn't want to leave it in the car. I didn't want it to get hot. So I would bring it into um, GameStop to keep it cold, put it in the fridge. 
one day I forgot one of the Coke bottles. And I was like, oh, all right, you know, no problem, whatever. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll go get it next time. Phone call from the manager. And he's like, yo, why are you keeping liquor in my store? I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, there's a bottle in here with liquor. I'm like, well, I'm like, I didn't know anybody was going to drink it. I mean, I just kept it in the fridge to keep it cold. He's like, yeah, the other guy in here. Uh, and if you leave any drink in the fridge or food, he the, he's going to eat it. He don't care. <laughs> I called my manager up right away. I'm like, look, if this guy tries to throw me under the bus, you can look at the camera. All I did was just put it in the fridge. I didn't drink it. I just put it in the fridge to keep it cold. I know it's not the smart thing to do, but I just didn't want it to get warm in the car. You know, my bad. I won't do it again. So – Thank you, culprit in the chat. You know exactly who you are for almost getting me fired. So, so you, you couldn't again. use the fridge. So, like, long, so like, long story short, I could use the fridge, but I there was alcohol and it was, it was oh. Jack and Coke. There was Jack and Coke in the fridge, oh. and it was funny because he told me the whole story. He told me he poured it in a cup, and when he went to go sip it, he got the whiff of Jack. He's like, "Yo, there's liquor in here." Why the hell is he drinking someone else's coke, anyways? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I'm like, why? I was like, why the hell are you drinking? I was like, why the hell are you drinking someone else's stuff anyway? Why don't you ask who it is? <laughs> Fucking god! Oh my god! He would. Oh he would do that too. Yeah, I can totally see would. that. I was like, that's why you don't. That's why you don't touch anybody else's stuff, man. You don't know what's in it. That's why you don't eat anybody else's food. You don't do that. You have no idea what's in it. I could have taken a dump in the Coke. You'd have no idea. Throw some X-Lax in the cup. <laughs> That's what I should have done. I should have thrown some X-Lax in there and have him eat it. Oh, fucking guy. Yeah, that store was a, a comedy show. I mean, I you know what? I, I do miss working at that store. You know, uh, that store, you know, obviously a lot of the, and I know you could attest to this, Dan, a lot of the working for GameStop, obviously they push you to do the reserves. And I'm sure anyone, a lot of people seen the videos that people post. Yes, GameStop. Well, at the time when I worked there and also when Dan worked there, they hound you to push reserves. Reserves and credit they cards. They hound you to push the freaking power-up cards. Like, that was your main goal. And, of course, like, you obviously don't get compensated for it. It's not a commission-based job. So, yeah, it does suck to, you know, shove it down people's throats and, you know, stuff like that. But that was probably the only downside working at – covering for that store was that it was not a – heavy traffic store for reserves and power-ups and stuff like that because a lot of people that shopped there were cheap and they were just kind of – it was – I wouldn't say it was in a mini mall, but people, a lot of people there, just the type of area was just more of a browsing type area. There was a couple usuals there, but it wasn't heavy on reserves unless it was like Madden, Call of Duty, um, stuff like that, but – Spoiler just sat in a corner of vape soul shift. Yeah, sat in a corner of vape. I mean that that was the only good thing about it, uh, was the comedy show. The people that worked there, it was like a comedy act. I know but, the uh the the, the Linhurst store was pretty bad. I used to work there a few uh worked there a few times just because you know you know how it is, the GA hours, you don't get you don't get full yeah. amount of time. Uh so I used to go pick up shifts over there and then they used to always throw me in a fucking wall, dude. Your walls are just fucking Terrible. So, so you didn't. So you got lucky though. You think those walls were terrible? When I started working there, we had the GameCube wall, we had the PlayStation Two wall, we had the Nintendo DS wall, which the kids 
that I remember this one assistant manager took over and my entire day was fixing every single wall. I wanted to cry. Horrible. I wanted, I did not go in the, I did not go in the register. I wanted to cry. (laughs) I fixed every single wall from the PlayStation two wall to the GameCube wall to the Nintendo. I literally, it was terrible. The PS2 wall was the worst. The PS2, the PS2 wall was, was atrocious. We had the PS2 bins. It was awful. <laughs> I mean, I feel your pain. I'm sure when you went and when you went to work there, you were probably like this, this suck. <laughs> and I don't blame you. It does. Those walls suck. Those walls are terrible. That's the only reason why I'm still good on my alphabets. <laughs> yeah. Got to make I sure it's in complete order. Yep. Um, so, and you bring up that store. So I probably had the worst launch, probably the worst launch I've ever had working at that store was the Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold launch. I think you were there to pick up that game too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You and a couple of, you and a couple of the, the Carney gang that was picking it up that day. So represent. <laughs> long story short, Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver promised anyone that pre-ordered the game to get a little small toy. The problem is. Two days before the launch, they decided to tell us, "Oh, well, you had to pre-order a certain um, a, a certain date to get the toy." So while supplies last, so I'm working that day with uh, my other coworker, who I'm good buddies with now. Um, and let's just say we had a lot of annoying customers that day. We had to break the news to people: "Sorry, can't get the toy." We had. I probably gave out my district manager's number over ten times. Then, when my other coworkers came in, I let them work the register. They worked the register, and um, I overheard one guy saying, "Oh, my friend works for a newspaper, so I'm going to have him write that GameStop rips people off and doesn't <laughs> uh, promise what they said they promise on." Oh my god. You freaking Pokemon people. You got your toy, though, Dan, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you? I oh, you yeah, did. because I always will cut the line to get number one. Well, no, you you, all, you pre-ordered at a certain date. You and the other Carney, the other Carney gang got their toy. Cause I, I know uh, every time you guys – also, when you guys had those uh, special cards they used to guys give away, they used to just snatch a bunch of them up. Yeah. Oh, tell so you know. Speaking of you being such an avid GameStop customer, how about you tell us the story about when you bought three copies of Diablo three on Xbox three hundred and sixty? You put up a picture of it years ago, but you never elaborated on why you bought three copies. You just put just because. So why don't you tell us well, after many years why it was normal to buy three copies of the game? It was a Poke Walker. <laughs> and, uh, well, the thing is, I went with Diego to go uh, pick up Diablo at uh, the, the Linhurst store. And, um, you know, me and Diego are fucking crackheads when they came to Diablo back in the day. And uh, so basically, we went there, we went to, to GameStop, we picked up our games, and we were driving by, and uh, he was like, he, he took a selfie with it first. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a selfie with it. Because he actually bought two of them and i bought one so uh he bought it for someone else one for him one one for uh a friend and one for me and i saw like fuck i'm gonna take a selfie with all three so i took a selfie with all three and then i put it up on on uh the insta 
So that so you did you did not so now you're telling us so you're 100% confirmed. You did not buy three copies of Diablo three. You only bought one copy and just wanted to take the picture to make it look like. Yeah, it. because I would definitely buy three copies of the same game for the same console, just in case. You know, back in the day with the 360, the Ring of Death, you always had to be to be careful with the CDs. <laughs> I mean, you never know. That's about that's a hundred and eighty dollars there. I mean, who knows? <laughs> no, just one copy for myself. No, that, that was it. Oh my God! Now, do you have uh, before I kind of did you have any? Uh, do you have any rude customer experiences that you went through? Um, I have I have like a about a uh, couple I wanted to say, but if you had any uh, rude customers you like to talk about, well, the uh, the best the best rude customers are when they come in and then they buy um, two consoles and a bunch of games and they give you a credit card and you oh, can't. You you can't you can't actually uh, run it without uh, calling the number, and then they're like, "Why calling that number, man? What what are you trying to say?" I'm like, "Bro, this is just policy." It's like, "Bro, no, give me that car, give me that car. You ain't calling shit for my car. Put that shit away." Like, so you don't want this. You don't want this anymore, right? So you're you're telling me you want your car back and you don't want this stuff anymore. He's like, "Yeah, man, because I don't want you calling in my car." I'm like, "All right, those are the best. Those are the best customers." So the fake, so fake credit card story uh, that you brought it up. Um, one of them, we actually busted somebody with them. Um, he came into our store, and I, my ASM at the time ended up calling the cops, and they caught him outside. And you see him like they take his shoe off, and they dump his shoe out, and you just see like eight (laughs) or nine credit cards fall right out of his shoe. All fake credit cards falling out of his shoe. Um, another one was the store I used to cover a lot. It was always prone for fake credit cards because of the area. So I'm in the back on break. My coworker comes in that I'm working with. He's like, yo, Pat, this guy wants to buy two PS4s, or two <laughs> PS3s. I'm sorry, two PS3s. I'm like, all right. I'm like, hit F3 as for gift card. So when you swipe the credit card, it comes up fake. And F3 was like for a, a GameStop gift card. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, all right, cool. So he comes out with the PS3. So I, I come out now to kind of just look to make sure everything's okay. And then my, he decides to push the power-up card on the, on the scammer. He's like, uh, yo, man. He's like, yo, man, you're buying two PS3s, you know, uh, you're getting a lot of games. You want to get the GameStop power up card. You get a lot of points. And you hear the guy go, nah, nah, man, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and he's like, Are you sure, man? You're gonna, gonna get a lot of points. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> and he swipes his credit card, obviously comes up declined. And he's like, Yeah, no, sorry, man. It came up declined. And the guy's like, Oh, uh, do you have like an ATM anywhere near here? I'm like, yeah, just go to what uh, Toys R Us across the street. I love that. I love that. And they never oh. come back. They never they show never back come up. Back. Another <laughs> one was I, I don't know if the lady thought I was dumb, but she comes in and she's like, Can I get two PS3s? I'm like, We're we don't have any. We're sold out. She's like, Oh, what about 360? And I'm like, Oh my God. I go in the back. I'm like, Yeah, we got two, we got three six. She's like, Yeah, give me two of them. I'm like, 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 look, if I had a fake credit card, like I would like, you know, be smart about it. I would like talk to the rep, you know, try to get him, you know, comfortable, not literally walk in there and be like, yeah, give me two PlayStation threes. Right. And you know, what? I would try to, I'll probably buy one console to make it, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. 
I agree too. One console, maybe a couple games and stuff, but not like they were. They're dumb. Like they're literally idiots. They literally walk in. Yeah, give me one person came in. That the same person. Let me get the two three sixties and give me two three uh, DSs. I'm like, you think I was born? Like when did you think I was born? Oh my god. Well, you know, those are my favorite customers. Again, if you're just uh, joining us here, um, this is a, a GameStop Experience podcast. Uh, Dan and I, we're talking about more funny stories. You know, again, as I said at the top before, GameStop as a company sucks. We all know that. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead really quick and just uh, break it. Um, Got to use the bathroom real quick. So just give us about a, a couple seconds, and uh, we'll be right back. Are you looking to start a podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. They offer a lot of great services, such as their creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Did I forget to mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so um <clears throat> uh so again, um if you again if you're just joining us, GameStop uh, Experience podcast today, um talking more about funny stories, good experiences working for the company. Uh we did have we did talk about some negative stuff. And again, as I as you know, we elaborated Dame's GameStop is not the best company to work for. Um so yada yada yada. We we all know their policies, a circle of life, uh pre-orders, GPGs, yada yada yada. We're here to laugh. We're here to talk about some funny stuff. We're here to laugh. We're here to talk about some positive experiences. Um, and we're here to talk about some funny customer experiences. Now, I want to get on the usuals. Now, Dan was a usual. Dan, Dan, you know, Dan was a usual at my store before he ended up working at GameStop. Um, but he was a fine usual. Dan was never a problem um, as a usual. Um, Dan always supplied the hookah. Always. Dan was always uh, very cordial coming in. We always said what's up to each other. Obviously, we became friends afterwards and started in our mom's basement. But let let me talk about the usuals that are ridiculous. So I'm going to talk about two of them. Uh, first one was this guy who was a uh, avid collector of older games. Now, Dan, think of the most absurd Japanese game for PSP. I highly doubt you could think of it because I can't think of them. PSP. You know, PlayStation 2, there's a plethora of JRPGs on this game. Now, this usual would call us, and he would say, I would answer. He's like, hey, Pat, it's yada, yada, yada. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Now, he, he was cool when he would come in. Um, I actually have a funny story about him outside of video games. Um, he would come in and say, hey... Do you have this game? Um, let, let's just uh, Blaka Yakayuki for the PlayStation Two. I would look it up. It was two dollars, and we had a four ninety nine bin. Now just think about that. Looking through all that four ninety nine bin, but that doesn't stop there. Then he would tell me, um, "Oh, hey, I need a case and manual, please." Um, <laughs> you gotta be. I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me." I have to look through this entire 499 bin for your Jap for your Japanese game. And now there was one time I was looking through that bin for a half hour. I found it, but guess what? 
no case manual. It was a freaking little crate one uh, we had to create. Funny story is, long story short, he broke up with his fiance, and he decided to tell me and my other coworkers, and he chucked his phone at the floor, and I will never forget this quote for the rest of my entire life. I've been with her for 15 years. I was 25. Oh, man. I, I and, used to uh, have those people who would want manuals or the, the guides in the inside of the case, and we don't have those. I mean, these day and ages, they, they, I don't even think games come with those anymore. I was no, like, not anymore. It's over. That's an, that was an end of an era when the Xbox uh, and, one. Uh, we're like, well, just download off the internet. Well, I want the uh, the one that comes with the case. I'm like, bro, it didn't even come with one. It's like, I want it so I can sit down, take a shit, and read. <laughs> I was like, My dude, God. just fucking Google it, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, and another, yes, dude. They, they, I hate those people drove us crazy, especially if they were looking for again for a PSP game or a PS2. Like, are you kidding me? Um, another usual we had. Um, he spent a lot. I mean, he spent a lot of money. He also returned a lot of stuff. Um, but of course, one of the famous quotes, which a lot of people would know him from is, uh, he was an avid, uh, Sony, um, fanboy, but he would deny it. Um, so anytime he would ask us what game we were getting, always his famous line was, how are you going to get it for the PS3? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah. Always a famous line. We'd be like, no. And he'd be like, Why? Um, there's no multiplayer on it. It's single player. You're, I thought you play Xbox 360 for multiplayer. <laughs> that was, that was our usual. That was our uh, usual. And he showed up to every Black Friday midnight. So, um, here's here's a good one about that usual, really quick too. Um, we had a used sale goal for the holidays, and we hit that goal. We hit it. And then he came in, and we had a buy two get one free sale. He bought a bunch of games, so he he returned all those games for the buy two get one. He bought it for his nieces and his nephew, and he said he got into a fight with his brother in law. And this is how he said it: He's like, "Yeah, I bought all these games for my nieces and nephew, and I got in a fight with my brother in law. So fuck them. They're not getting all these." Games. <laughs> Damn, but but that's that's your brother, man. That's not the kid's fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we said. But we were like thinking, like, damn, it's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the niece and nephew. I mean, you're screwing them over. They didn't do anything. So he returned all those games, and then I pulled up the stats again really quick, and we missed. We missed it. We missed the goal because he returned all those games. I had to call my manager, and I was like, hey. I was like, um, I, I, I told him earlier, we hit the goal. And he's like, oh, you know, good job, guys. Good job. Then I had to call him later to tell him, hey, sorry. Such and such returned his games. We did not hit the goal. And he flipped out. Uh... He flipped out and said, that motherfucker is never allowed in our store ever again. He can't come in our store ever again. I don't care how much money he spends. That's it. No more. I think uh, there was a, uh, a shitty customer. It was me. I did a shitty thing once. And I uh, the Carney GameStop, uh, when I used to work there, pre-ordered, I don't know, I had like 25 games on pre-order. Uh, I used to work there, so it was easy for me to pre-order. And then uh, once I left... Uh, and I canceled every pre-order. Really? Damn, what the hell? Uh, because they pissed me off, you know? They they did me dirty, so I canceled every pre-order on uh, the manager. 
did you, was it like, so it wasn't like, uh, let me cancel five on this person, five on the other. You canceled all <laughs> reserves on the one manager. Well, I did, uh, I, I, I did break it up. I, I broke it up, uh, I think, uh, what, two different days. Uh, because I started buying digital, and I didn't need a disc anymore, and I could have used the cash to buy a digital game. So I, I, I broke it up into a few different days. But it was all on the, the one person, though. Every time she worked, I would uh, cancel them. I, I remember, yeah, we lost an ASM, too, and she broke it up. Uh, she canceled five on me and five on the other person, and... The, for the week, I was at negative five. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And she did it in the summer. In the summer, there's no reserves. Oh, man, that's a sturdy. Yeah, that's the, that's the only time I was addicted to GameStop ever. Yeah, I mean, as a customer, I wasn't so bad. Um, I traded in a lot. And then when I started working there, it's because I randomly w- walked in one day at my lunch in high school, and I joked at the manager, like, oh, you should hire me. He's like, oh, actually, I do need to hire people. And I started working there. Of course, I had it in my head that this is going to be so great. I'm going to be talking about video games with people. Fuck no. I didn't know such a thing. The first day I got there, hey, this is how we do the walls. Fuck the wall. I wanted to burn the wall. You know know what's funny? uh, T-Raw, you know what he told me today? He's like, bro, GameStop must have been a dream job because that would be my dream job. And I was like, you know what, man? (laughs) I told him, I was like, you know what? That's what I thought at first, but fuck that. They put they put it so obviously I was nine I was eighteen when I got the job so in and I'm in high school so in my head I'm thinking wow if I work for GameStop I'm gonna be talking about games all day it's gonna be awesome you know it's gonna be cool because obviously when we went in there we would talk about games so yeah. you know if you went in there you and I would talk about games you know such and such um so we thought that was the entire experience that people are gonna come in we're gonna talk about games absolutely not. The first day I went in there, I swear to God, if GameStop ever closes, I want to be, I would let, maybe you should join me as well. I want to go in there and burn the walls. <laughs> yes, I would love to burn Set the walls. Set them aflame. I remember when I was told, this is what we have to do. We have to alphabetically reorganize these walls. And I was like, um, I was sitting there, I'm like, when do we talk about games? So, like, I'm doing the walls. So then I, I initiated to talk about games. And it just wasn't like what I thought. And it hit me after like a cu- a month. It hit me. I'm like, um, you know, if it's too, what, what's the saying? If it's too good, if it's too good to be true, it's not. Yeah. 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 It really wasn't good. I remember the first customer that got angry at me because he gave me a vanilla gift card and asked me to, if I could check it. And I said, no, our GameStop reader only reads GameStop gift cards. And he goes, that's ridiculous. And I said, well, sir, if you turn the card around, there's a 1-800 number. And guess what it does? It tells you how much is on the card. Fucking magical. (laughs) I know. Uh, You know, the only good thing is that I I like working at GameStop is the discount yes uh they also gave you free games sometimes which is awesome and then the uh you can borrow the one game at yes. the time so, that yeah, I, know, I know a lot of people always have that question are we allowed to borrow games or quote unquote rent games and the answer is yes we were i mean the, so i'm going to say obviously say it this way if they give you a game off the wall chances are i played it 
And I actually did sell a game off the wall that I played. So that was, I don't know if you've ever did that, but I, I took out a game. I think we only had like two copies of it. So I took the, as they call it, the gut, the gutted version. Yeah. And I played gut. it, brought it back and the person bought the gut version. So. Yeah. That's, I, I did the same thing all the time. I was like the, one of the best features they had. Cause it was like, Oh, I don't have to actually buy the game. I could just, yeah, exactly. Just bring it home, borrow it and play. And um, also, I mean, they also had employee appreciation weekend. Um, and ironically, of course, it was always when the employees got paid because they knew right away that that paycheck's coming right back in the GameStop. And it did. A employee appreciation weekend I took advantage of. Um, it was 25% off, uh, you, actually 30% off of all used games, 25% off all new. Um, and you got, 30, if you wanted a used console, 30% off. So there are some... You know, as Dan said, uh, you I've know, never seen that before. Uh, really, yeah, it was only during the holidays. Lucky it was like only it was, and then they also did like a trade weekend for the employees too. But it was only, only during the holidays. It was like right after, it was like a couple weeks before like Christmas and stuff like that. Um, here's another good story. I'm sure you'd appreciate this one. This one's a funny one. So, speaking of the holidays, there's a bit, and you, and you know, if you worked at GameStop before. It's busy during the holidays. We always, my store always had a big holiday rush. So we were there. It was a busy holiday. And I would say there's probably like maybe f a little over 30 people in the store. One group of uh, people come in and the one kid reeked of weed. Reeked. Entire store smelt like weed. And mind you, we also have kids in the store. We have kids in the store. And I'm like trying i'm getting spray and i'm tr I'm going behind my back i'm trying to like nonchalantly not to embarrass the person but like spray around the store and i'm seeing people going like oh my god what's that smell like oh my god so then um i'm helping a customer they ask me to go get a system in the back i go in the back i get to i bring the system out a woman stops me she has a daughter with her she's like excuse me i'm like how can i help you she's like you let people like that in here and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, the people who smoke and people who smoke, you let people like that in here. I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, I, mean, he's, I can't, you know, I can't kick him out. He's not doing anything wrong. I mean, like, what, what, like, you know, what, what could I say? Like, what could I say to somebody? Like, oh, hey, you, you know, like, you know. And then she's like, come on, we're getting out of here. These people let people smoke weed in this store, marijuana in this store. Pass the doobie, my friend. That's what you should have said. But then, like, I, then I just didn't even care anymore. I literally took the spray, sprayed it around. I'm like, this, you know. But like, it was that was a uh, that was that was a funny one. That was another a funny instant with a, a customer interaction there. That's the that's the good old the good old store. You never had you never had a, a holiday experience. No, I worked there during the holiday too, but. I never seen or heard of a holiday experience when I was working there. Cause I was there. Yeah, it's a um. Let's just say it's it's a uh, it's a funny it's a funny experience, and a busy one too. Yeah, uh, the carny carny one was very new, so it wasn't like as uh, popping as the Lindhurst one. But so we didn't really have that much uh, traffic through there. I mean, it was busy, but not not Lindhurst busy. And I'm surprised because we're next to that Walmart, and there's some bunch of fucking weirdos. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised you guys didn't get the uh, the Walmart wackos. I'm sure you probably did from time to time, because uh, so those Walmart people, man, it, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, if anyone's never shopped at Walmart before, which is shocking if you have not. If you've gone to Walmart before, man, it's like walking into I, I don't know, Dan. Do you have a word for it or fucking zoo? <laughs> uh, I I Putting think it a nice way. We had a we had a, a Walmart. A few people from Walmart come in. That was one group went to Walmart. They had like fifty fucking bags, and they're waiting for the taxi. So they come into GameStop, but all their bags and like all across the floor, covering the whole wall. And they were just looking at, pretending they were looking like they were gonna buy something. Well, they were just waiting for their cab there for like thirty minutes. As well. So all this stuff is blocking the wall. And no other customers can actually go to the wall. And they just they just sat by the door waiting. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, thanks. I don't have to clean that wall up now. <laughs> oh my god. So kind of just like the quick rundown, really fast as far as like negatives. We'll go. We'll go a quick rundown on the negatives for working for GameStop. Um, of course, I'm sure most people know the whole circle of life. Um, of course, my time there was uh, pitching the edge card, which was different from the power up card. The edge card was just more beneficial if you were a used game buyer or if like you were a teenager. And like me, you thought it was cool to collect the Game Informer magazines. Now, who cares to collect those as much anymore? To me, um, they're a toilet bowl read. That's why I collected them. You know, it's nothing nothing better than sitting on the bowl reading a Game Informer magazine. Um, obviously, the customers and the whole – just working retail sucks in general. But as far as, like, working GameStop retail and what they asked of you and the short amount of hours, especially as a GA – Dan and I could attest the hours of being a GA were horrible. Um, if you're a college student, if you were, if you're in high school, those GA hours are fine. But obviously, if you're there to like actually work, being a GA sucks. Um, and then when I got promoted to SGA, not that much of a difference. I was just a manager with keys, and I was part-time manager. The you know, but just the whole working there experience. As neg- negative sides were, you know, the midnights I worked, pushing the cards, pushing pre-orders, um, you know, just the hours, of course. It's just not um, consistent hours. Obviously, you know, Dan and I have jobs now. We get consistent hours. Those hours fluctuate. Some weeks I can work 25 hours. Some weeks I'll work 15. One week I'll work 40. Another I'll work 30. So it's not uh, influx hours were a little ridiculous. Um, those are my negatives. If uh, if you have any negatives you want to add, uh, yeah, the hours were the worst, the worst part I would say. And then um, the one manager at the end was the the worst. Uh, uh, doing those quizzes that we had to do on the uh, the computer were kind of a pain in the ass. Some of them were a pain in the ass, but some of them were were pretty easy. And uh, I hated. Uh, the fucking wall man the wall was my worst enemy man that was my kryptonite and in the, in the good times there as i said at the beginning i met a, uh, most of my friends that i hang out with now obviously dan and i uh do a podcast together we stream together um i all met at gamestop so dan i met at gamestop um one of my a couple of my good buddies that i'm still in contact with I met at GameStop. A lot of my a lot of my store managers, like one of them I'm still really cool with. Uh, we're friends. My other one, we talk here and there on Facebook. But um, they were both great managers. I always was lucky enough to have great managers. Um, I had great ASMs, except for one. Uh, she was whacked out, out of her mind. But 
I always had, you know, good managers. Um, and again, I, I met all my, most of my friends there as well. So that would be my positives, uh, working there. Definitely. Uh, I had a lot longer, uh, as a customer. So I'll, I'll do both real quick. So as a, as a customer, those call of duty launches were awesome. The army trucks with the TVs playing call of duty insides, the hookah times. And I, I, I think, uh, meeting a lot more people as a, when I was a customer at the Lindhurst store, uh, you know, I'm still actually talking to quite a few of them on Xbox. You know, you know, we go drinking time to time with, with Pat and everything. Uh, so, uh, definitely a lot of friendships. And then as for, uh, you know, as a worker, I would say, uh, the benefits were pretty awesome. And, uh, I gotta say the first manager I had was, uh, he was so fucking cool, man. It's probably one of the best managers I've ever had. And, you know, I got to be in a chill environment for the most part with people that I uh, enjoy and uh, get along with easily. Uh, I guess uh, those would be my, my good positives for GameStop, at least. Yeah, I mean, def- definitely um, always been a positive, just still being friends with everybody. Um, and, of course, the funny stuff was, uh, the, you know, stuff I talked about with the one manager who is uh, going to get drafted over Derek Jeter. Um, he's a certified sniper. Um, he's the only guy I, I know to my knowledge, that had a standoff with a police officer and didn't get shot. Um, you know, he would bring his, uh, you know, his quote unquote breakfast into the store with her kid and have him play the interactives and have, have them stay there for his entire eight hour shift. Um, what else did I miss? Did I miss anything, um, about, about that manager. Oh, he, um, he has a master's degree in marine biology um, oh, also, I didn't tell you, Danny also got accepted in the police academy. Um, he told a customer that, and, um, he was going to leave in two weeks. Uh, customer was, um, talking to the ASM about, um, he was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get into the academy and the store manager interrupted. and was like, oh, I'm actually leaving in two weeks. I'm actually going into the academy. No. So I guess, uh, at the end of this, the, the question is, do you still shop at GameStop? Um, yes, yes, I do. Um, I, a lot of the Funko pops are GameStop exclusives. Um, so my main thing that I get at GameStop is the Funko pops. I mean, I've kind of cut down on the games. I will still get, uh, Nintendo switch games and PS, um, excuse me, PS4 games here and there. Um, Xbox. No, cause you and I game share, unless it's a game that I know you're not going to play and Madden. don't care. If I buy it digital or not, I'll get it on disc. Um, but for the most part, I would say I get more of my Funko Pops at GameStop than my uh, than my video games at this point. Because GameStop has turned into um, Hot Topic with video yeah. games. Basically. Yeah. And do you still shop at GameStop? Uh, games, no. Everything digital. I used to buy Funko Pops there, uh, but never again will I buy a Funko Pop there anymore. Because every time I pre-ordered a Funko Pop at GameStop, I'll be so excited, bro. Like, super so. Oh, yeah, I finally got this exclusive Funko. And then uh, when I get there the day of, it's like, oh, yeah, we actually sold it on you. And oh, it happened to every fucking single pop. They would just sell my pops. So I will never go to them again. The only thing I would probably get from... Uh, GameStop is uh, a console. When a console comes out, I'll pre-order it. They actually have some good T-shirts too. I mean, there are there are some cool shirts in there I've purchased, but 
Um, definitely, I've cut again. I've cut down on the games, and they do get a lot of good uh, uh, Funko exclusives. So, um, I think that's kept them afloat for a while. Um, but I think uh, GameStop, I think, is slowly, nearly coming to its end, uh, end of an era. I think, unfortunately, at this point, because of how, you know, if you see on the news how bad their sales are and everything like that. So, um, I stopped working there in 2013. Um, I was let go. I did. I do not have any regrets of being let go. I made. I made a mistake. I'm not going to say in the podcast what my mistake it was, but let's just say I. I made a mistake. Um, I have no regrets when I got fired. I mean, of course, it gets stuck. It sucks to get let go, but I was trying to get out of there really bad anyway. I was there for four years, and I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And when I got let go, you know, I, I don't know if you. I'm sure it's happened to you, Dan. You feel like a weight is coming off your shoulders. You know, it sucks to get let go, but I woke up the next day not having to worry about taking a trade-in ever again, not worrying about having to take uh, a pre-order ever again from, you know, not have to hearing about an annoying customer, not have to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it felt like a big weight was off your shoulder. I have to worry about pushing a power-up car, doing this and that. So I have no regrets. I enjoyed my time there, and I have no regrets of getting let go. Yeah, I left uh, actually to go work in Walmart. Uh, they offered me a, a manager position, which um, my GameStop, my manager at the time, was promising me ASM. And uh, she kept on, she took forever. So Walmart offered, and I was like, look, you got to tell me now what's happening. She's like, oh, just give me another week. So I just left and went to Walmart. And that was a shitty choice, too. So both of them were shitty choices. But, hey. You live, you learn. Uh, GameStop wasn't the worst job in the world, so it had no. its perks. Yeah, no, definitely. I just before we kind of close out on um, the kind of feed off that. Yeah, no, GameStop. Before I had uh, these other jobs, uh, definitely my job that Dan knows about. Before I had the current one, probably actually no, that's not my worst job. Um, this one job I had, um, I worked at Safe Flight. That's probably my worst job. But I did, I did meet one of my uh, really good friends at Safe Flight. But Safe Flight's definitely my worst job I've ever had. GameStop definitely isn't my worst job in the world. You know, again, um, as Dan attests, uh, I met Dan there. If I didn't work at GameStop, probably would have never met Dan. Um, probably wouldn't have this podcast. Um, you know, if I didn't meet a lot of the uh, other people that I'm cool with right now, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be friends with them. Uh, I'm friends with them because of GameStop. So GameStop had a lot of perks as far as like meeting all the current friends I have now. Yeah. By the way, best job I ever had was Hollister. And oh well, we 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 could we all can understand why in your uh, mind why uh, when you were probably seventeen or eighteen at the time why that was nice, a good job. nice young beautiful woman. That's all that needs or to be 16. said. sixteen. I think they're eight. They hired at sixteen there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sixteen. All right. Well, um, that's gonna be it for our our podcast this week. Our GameStop uh, experience. Uh, Dan and I had some uh, funny stuff to talk about. Um, of course, you can listen to In Our Mom's Basement um, on iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. Um, as well, you could catch us bi-weekly, every uh, bi-weekly Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, unless we kind of switch it up. Uh, but uh, bi-weekly um, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash In Our Mom's Basement. Um, a very good episode. We have a next podcast guest coming up. Uh, we're going to announce that on Monday. Just going to confirm that over the weekend. We also have our one-year anniversary 
coming up very soon. Um, Dan and I have been doing the podcast a little bit longer, but we officially started really doing it um, about a year ago. We have a very special guest uh, joining us on that episode as well. We will announce that as well very soon. Um, so this was a great episode. Thank you guys uh, for who stopped by. And once again, you can hear us on iTunes, Google, uh, Spotify, and Stitcher. And of course, you could catch us as well, twitch.tv, in our mom's basement. You could also follow us on Twitter, um, IOMB5, or you could just search up in our mom's basement, uh, Instagram, in our mom's basement, and Facebook, in our mom's basement. I am Rage Quit Pat. That is Dan the Pizza Man. Woo! And we will catch you guys later. Have a good evening. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. I love you, Alex. You've just listened to the In Our Mom's Basement, a video game podcast with your hosts, Dan Geofway and Rage Quit Pat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See you in the next episode.